has a desire to grow and really wants to grow his business. And then probably the last qualifying question that I might ask is now, Mr. Business Owner, this investment could be anywhere from four to $10,000 over a period of three to six months. I don't want to hurt your business. Is that something that you could handle if this is something you wanted to do? Now, I should qualify that qualifier because I'll say that now after several years in the business, but you may not say that as a beginning consultant. But, boy, I'd rather even get that out on the table. Right. You know, because if he doesn't have any money, if he doesn't believe in investing in marketing, if he doesn't really want to grow, if he hasn't been around for a while so that I know there's other ways to find growth for him, then let him stay in the market for a while and let him change his attitudes through the market. I don't have time to change it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Let me ask you this. You've got your telemarketer setting the appointments. They set the appointment, say, a week ahead. In your experience, let's say when you first started and compared to what you do now, were you the person calling back to confirm the appointment? When would you call back? If the appointment was on a Friday, what day would you call back to confirm and to ask these qualifying questions? Great. I'd usually call back on Thursday, back a day before the appointment. I'd say, I'm just calling to confirm our appointment for tomorrow at 9 o'clock. Is that right? They'd say, yes, I've got you on, on the calendar. Great. And then, depending on how I felt, I might ask some of those other qualifying questions. And then, based on their answers, you would decide either keep the appointment or or not keep it. Let's say you find that this probably isn't a prospect. What are you going to say to them? That is a great question because I just had it happen. I just had the caller set an appointment for me with a small business owner, and I called him back to confirm. And he said, you know, I'm so glad you called because I have a service appointment I need to make in the morning at 8.30, which was when our appointment was set. Well, that gave me time to talk to him a little bit more. And I said, well, tell me a little bit about your business. And he he told me a little bit about his business. And I could tell from his attitude that he probably wasn't ready to meet right now. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I said, listen, uh, maybe next week I'll give you a call sometime. So that freed up my whole morning, see. I didn't go waste it with someone that I just didn't feel was quite ready for me. So let me ask you this. You went through Jay's system, the marketing system in 1990, and you're still actually out there having someone telemarket for you, set up appointments, you're calling to confirm. You've actually been doing this for this long. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you why. Because the number one killer of the consulting business and marketing consulting included is you stop marketing. And the minute you stop marketing, you're dead. Because you start, you start to get lethargic, you start to get lazy, you start to uh, you get clients and you think you're busy enough, and so you don't keep marketing. I throw out this rule right now, and that is anyone serious about getting in the consulting business better always be willing to market 25% of their time. So this isn't a uh, land a huge client, get a good contingency deal, make several hundred thousand dollars, and retire for the next year. <laughs> You'll only find those if you keep doing what I've described you to do. You won't, you won't find those by a science. You'll run into them. And I've run into a couple of them. And so I've had a couple of client relationships that have given me the big bucks for a short period of time. 
but they're far and few between. Now, let's talk about it. You say for a short period of time. It was this contingency relationship? Both fee and contingency. Do they last, contingency relationships? Contingencies are hard to make last. Why? There's several things. One is you're in a partnership with the business owner. You're now relying on his honesty and his trust and his capability of doing business. That's not always in your control. It may not always keep working the way you want it to work. Does it change the, the relationship between the two people? It absolutely does. That's why I don't recommend a contingency basis to begin with. I will always charge a fee first. And then as I work with the client and they work with me and we find out that we're working well together, it can evolve into a contingency opportunity. That working relationship is really a qualifier, whether he's honest, whether he he's interested in growing his business, and whether there's potential. And if that's gone good, is there any reason why he wouldn't want to do a contingency? Really isn't. And if it's gone good, he's paid me my fees on time like I've asked. He's been happy to pay them, and we've built up a good relationship. He knows what I'm going to do for him in this contingency relationship. I know what he's going to do for me in this contingency relationship. And, and then it's much easier. Well, what about Jay Abraham's thing? You went to the training in 90. I remember it's if, uh, if I could bring your business a dollar, would you be willing to pay me 25 cents for the increase of the business? What's wrong with that model? What did you find was wrong with that model? Did you believe in the model at first? Oh, I did, because that's what Jay trained us in. And so I came home, and I ran an ad of that very nature, and I got phone calls. And I put it out there into a small business magazine that was being distributed to businesses. And it said that very thing. It said, if I can make you a dollar, you pay me 25 cents. And, and I got several phone calls. Then I found out the problem with starting it that way. Jay was able to do it because he had already made hundreds of thousands of dollars and had hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank. And so he could afford to do a contingency. But many of these contingency clients take a lot of time to make work and before you see the sales. And it takes money to make the marketing work. And they don't have the money. That's why they called you to do it on your commission. Those were the obstacles I found. I found, oh, man, this is going to take too long. And I got a mortgage to pay. Do you remember the first client who called you? Yeah. Who was it? They were producing a, a family unity tape set. They were kind of a non-profit type of entity. So they didn't have a budget for marketing. I guess part of the answer to the question is, where are you at when you take the training? If you already have money in the bank, if you already have a career that you've built up a retirement, and you could afford 6 to 12 months to make a contingency work, good for you. Yeah, and you would invest your own money in That's doing right. that. And your time. Okay. If you are like most of us, and you have a mortgage to pay, and you have bills that have to be paid every 30 days, then you probably don't have the time to give that to a contingency. So that's why in 1990, when it stopped, it, it wasn't working well for me, I created the program, which is based on a fee-based system. Because immediately I saw that I needed to change the way I was approaching these small business owners 
I couldn't do it right then the way Jay Abraham taught me, and so I had to change it to a fee-based structure, and that's the way it is. You didn't have the assets that's to right. do what he did. That's right. He was just teaching it the best he knew how from his experience and from where he was. That's right, and so I don't blame him. You're teaching it from where you were. That's right, and where I think most are. Right. And that's why I think it's the most successful system out there. I've had competitors who have been out there. They were trained by Jay, okay? But they still have not figured out how to go to a prospective business owner, present him value, and charge a fee, and then present him the next value and charge a fee, and present him the next value and charge a fee. That's what's unique about the system, is it's, it's so systemized from beginning to end. How long did it take you to put the system together? Oh, it was four or five years. Here's a question from Peter. What advice would you give someone with previous business experience who is interested in getting into marketing consulting? And what is the quickest way to start attracting clients? Well, the first thing, then, that I would do is I would look at my business background and my business training, and I would find relationships in that business world that I've been in. And these relationships I would cultivate with those who, who sell something or offer something to other businesses. In other words, the same kinds of clients that I want. So I would leverage my business relationships the best way I could. Recommends fees that range anywhere from $1,500 on a low end to four or $5,000 on a high end and really varies with the size of the business that you're visiting with and the amount of work that you're going to have to do, and we teach you all of that in the training. Is that per month? That's right, and you might have a client for anywhere from four to seven months that you're retaining and working with, and you can work with anywhere from 10 to 12, 15 clients at a time. So, so you've, got to, you've got to kind of determine how much time it's going to take how much, uh, how large the business is and their ability to pay and then the, your ability to create the value. And so there is no set fees. We teach you more how to determine those fees based on the, cir- the circumstance you're in. Let me ask you this. How many clients are you currently working with right now? About 10. You've got 10 clients you're working with. Mm-hmm. And how much time are you spending on each client per month? The system... The- is built and documented in such a way that you're probably spending between two and four hours per week per client. Now, I'll have to tell you, I'm spending less time than that right now because you're only getting faster, you're only getting better, you're only getting more experience each year that you're in this business, and so my per hour compensation goes has gone up dramatically from when I started because two things have happened. One is I've been able to increase my fees as I get better. It's just like Jay Abraham. I remember early on he was charging $1,000 or $2,000 per hour on the phone. Now he's getting four or $5,000. Yeah, when demand goes up, price goes up. That's right. And when your confidence goes up, price goes up. Yeah, and... 
so starting out, boy, I remember when I was I was sweating out trying to charge any fee at all. So so we want to help you avoid that startup learning curve and give you the training and the confidence so that right off the bat you begin asking for the fees because you can't tap into the system that's been around for 14, 15 years. So it's produced phenomenal results for clients. So you're not a startup. You're actually participating in part of a, of a system that's been around for a long time. And that should help you in setting those higher fees from the beginning as well as the training and confidence that we give you to set a higher fee. There's another question from Peter. How do you get past the gatekeeper to talk to your prospect or to get that meeting with your prospect? And what is the best way to track your results with a client that is not very open with his books? I haven't confronted the gatekeeper issue a lot because of the target market I'm recommending you go to. When, when we make phone calls to the target market we're in, we're usually getting the business owner on the phone. And so that's one way to avoid that problem is by sticking to the target market that you're best you know, equipped to take care of. What you have to kind of do sometimes on the other is maybe you send them a postcard or you send them a, a newsletter or you send them part of a book you've written and that helps to get past the gatekeeper because you're mailing it right to the business owner and then you follow up with a phone call. I've never really had to also get into the books with the company. The marketing that you do, you'll be able to track by the results of the mail piece or the results of the ad or the results of the letter how much money that makes and how much profit that means has been less of an issue than how much new sales it's brought. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're more concerned with tracking the, the sales and when you create the pieces, as you will be trained how to do in the system, you can track that pretty well. All right, here's a question from Dino. Richard, I'm in the UK and I've got a question for you. Why is it that over 80% of the people who set out to become a marketing consultant fail to make more than $10,000 per year? <laughs> it's because they are not persistent in their own marketing. It's because they get into a trap that is so easy for consultants to get into, and that is they'll get a client, so they think now they're busy, and so they stop marketing. They stop promoting themselves. And so when you do that, you'll dry up and die. And so that's why most will, will not make it. And that's why in the, a big part of the training is how to grow your practice and how to get clients. And we teach a multi-pillared marketing approach where we're, we're teaching you several ways to get clients, not just one or two ways to get clients. You have to do for your marketing consulting practice exactly what you advise clients to do for their business. And if you're not, the same thing that's going to happen to your client, that is dry up and die and get beat by the competition, is going to happen to you and your practice. And so I've published a book. I have a seminar material. And included in your training, you'll get all of that, how to put on a seminar and teach the system to businesses. And you'll always get clients that way. We teach you how to use the phone to get clients. We teach you how to use the mail to get clients. 
We teach you about setting up alliances and partnerships to get clients. And so we teach you a multi-pillared way to get clients because we don't want that to happen to you. But if you are not persistent in the marketing, then your risk is that you'll, you'll, you'll be done. Most consulting opportunities don't cover that. Jay didn't. I spent $15,000 with Jay Abraham. He didn't teach me how to go get a client. I had to go figure that out myself. And, and I've seen competitors out there, other marketing consulting groups that might have great content, but what they didn't do is what I did, and that's spend time on the street for years learning how to identify, present, and close a client so that 14 years later now, it's still happening. Can you make this business work? Without having to meet a client face-to-face, have you ever done any consulting that way, using the, the Internet to send the forms and the phone to do the interviews and stuff like that? Well, it's good you ask that because part of getting trained is that you'll have access to an Internet-based coaching system. So, yes, we're aware that, that that's going on, and so we've put the entire system on the Internet, and you can do that now. Have I done it a lot? No. And I'll tell you why. Most of the clients, the small business owners, get up in the morning and they're at their shop and they're working all day. And if you're going to reach them, they don't have a minute during that day that they're pausing to get on the Internet. They're meeting payroll. They're buying inventory. They're figuring out ways to sell more. And so they need to be met face-to-face. So you're going to have a few, but I don't want to give it all the impression that that's going to be a, a way that's going to generate all of you. That's fair enough. Here's some questions related to credibility, and it seems like several people are concerned with that. One from Dave. How can a rookie consultant cover up for his lack of credibility if he still has no paying clients to give him testimonials? Then he uses the testimonials of the system that are already out there. When you go through the training, you're going to be able to tap into that credibility. So they're not only getting the system, they're getting the 14 years of performance. That's one way he can cover that up. The other way is when I got started, I had been in the outside sales uh, arena, and I had performed. The prospect is less concerned about what you've done in the past and more concerned about how he thinks you're going to solve his problem. And so as a consultant, you need to be concerned more with how you're going to be able to listen to, understand, and present a solution to that business owner's problem. If you spend your time during that, he's not going to worry about your credibility. If he has the confidence that you can solve his problem, and so... I used stories from my sales background. They weren't at all connected with the marketing system that I was using. Mm-hmm. So I would also caution someone in trying to cover up, and I'd rather say explore what you do have that you might be able to throw out there as some credibility. Now, can you think back in all your face-to-face 
presentations when you're meeting with clients. How many can you think of that said, tell me about why I should? It's really not a big issue. And that's because when you go in, it's overwhelming. The business owner goes, oh, wow, this makes sense. When you deliver a proven system that he can't debate with, why is he going to say, prove it to me? You already have. Without giving away too much, can you talk about the opportunity analysis worksheet and what it does, how it's used, and what the purpose of it is in your system? You bet. Where the Sultan separates himself from everybody else is the ability to go into a small business and identify what the system refers to as hidden marketing assets. Here's another bonus tip from Michael Sinoff, HardToFindSeminars.com. And it's a collection of recordings on marketing consulting. I had met a gentleman named Richard who is one of the world's best marketing consultants. And I have 12 hours of audio interviews all on the subject of marketing consulting. We also have downloads to over 23 reports on the subject of marketing. In this section of recordings, you will find a multitude of ideas that will give you very valuable ideas on how to build and grow your business and also how to teach others how to grow their business with simple, no-cost, low-cost techniques. If you go back to hardtofindseminars.com to the main page, you'll see across the top in white consulting services. If you click on that page, there's a form that will take you into a private secret section of my site I've set up just for you with all these recordings. All you have to do is fill out your name and your information and you'll be whisked away to Consulting Secrets where we have thousands of dollars worth of free downloadable audio recordings in MP3 and Flash. Also the written printed transcripts and PDF that you can start learning from starting today. This information is hot. So get on over to hardtofindseminars.com. Check out Consulting Secrets.